to be grateful to. There's so many races. If you can go in with the right attitude and just be grateful and realize how lucky you are, you know, to be able to, to do these things, to be able to, to have the, you know, the body and the mind that will, that will do it. Welcome to Weathering the Run. No matter how far you're heading out to run, no matter the location or time of day you're out there, there's one thing you always have to deal with, and that's the weather. I'm Andrew Buckmichael, a meteorologist, and I love running. Sometimes the weather's perfect and you just want to keep going on forever. But other times, Mother Nature may take a turn for the worse and you're left to the elements. That's what we're here to do. Hear stories of the craziest weather some runners have experienced and what they may change if given a rerun. So lace up your shoes as we go along with them, weathering the run. What is up, everyone? Hopefully you are doing well. I'm really excited for today's episode. Really honored, honestly, to have this person on the podcast. She's an ultra runner. She's from Cincinnati, Ohio. Her name's Jennifer Russo. And if you follow ultra running at all, then you already likely know her. Last year at Ohio's Backyard Ultra, she went 225 miles and then eventually gave the assist to Harvey Lewis, who went on to win it. Uh, but she is a force to be reckoned with. At the very end, if you watched any of the clips, she's leaning sideways, going out, doing another yard, another hour of 4.1666 miles. And then she went on to the World Showcase, doing Big Dog's Backyard Ultra, 200 miles there in October. And then just this past weekend, she did Ohio's Backyard Ultra again and got to 175 miles, which she ended up uh, DNFing that race, did not finish that race. They ended up going into the uh, the third day as well, a little over 200 miles this year for Ohio's Backyard Ultra. And she's just very inspiring. She's also a race director. Uh, she was one of the race directors for Empower Backyard Ultra, and I ran that in October. During the day, you're on the trails, you're hopping over rocks and roots, and then at night, you go onto a paved bike path for safety, and then the next morning, if you make it there, once you get to 100 miles, the sun comes back up, you go back over to the trails, and it was so difficult to lift my feet up over top of the roots and rocks, and eventually a couple of them got me, and I dropped out at about 112 miles, and I turned to her afterwards, and I was like, man, it is so difficult coming from the nice, smooth bike path over to all those rocks and roots and lifting your feet that second day. And she turns to me with a smile and she says, wait till you get to the third. So she is just a force to be reckoned with. And again, quite an honor to sit down and chat with her. But enough with me chatting. Let's see what Jennifer Russo has to say. All right. Thanks for joining us today, Jennifer Russo. Man, you put on quite the show there. Ohio's Backyard Ultra doing 175 miles last weekend. So first question is, how are you doing? How are you recovering? I feel good. Um, I had, it, it was a big weekend. It wasn't as big as I wanted it to be, but <laughs> that's life, right? So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. I had some, toward the end of it, had some weird back hip stuff. So I did, I did get out yesterday for the first time for a little, you know, four mile jog and wasn't feeling too bad. So definitely, definitely move in the right direction. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, so have you lived in Ohio all of your life? Where do you do most of your running at? I have. So grew up on the, the east side of town, then moved to the west side of town. Now I'm back on the east side of town. So anybody that knows anything about Cincinnati knows that east side to west side, it's like a different country. <laughs> My mom grew up in Western Hills, so I am very familiar with the difference in the terrain okay. down there. Uh, so, yeah, it's so funny. what is your ideal running weather? I I would say probably like mid 60s, 70s, probably one of my favorites. Yeah. But you know what? I also don't So a little mind. warmer. 
yeah, I do like it a little warmer. I also don't mind though, just a good old rainy day run now and then. There's something just so like peaceful about being out in the woods by yourself in the rain. <laughs> What's your least favorite type of weather to run in then? Oh, the really, so really, really cold. Like last weekend at Ohio at night, I think the real feel was 10. The temperature was around 20. And I don't mind it except for if you're doing a race or a really long run because that cold air, man, it does a number on my my lungs and just the wheezing starts and it's it's no fun. But um, so I don't really mind the cold. It's just when if you're doing a really long run and you're breathing hard for hours and days, <laughs> it takes its toll. Right. So, yeah. And then lightning. Don't not a fan of lightning. Yeah, that's one thing I don't mess with either. For Ohio Backyard last weekend, you got 175 miles, correct? Yes. And when you did that, I noticed you were wearing the bandana. Was that more to try to help with some of that wheezing or was that just trying to stay as warm as possible with it being as cold as it was? So a couple of people asked me, are like, are you afraid of COVID? I'm like, no, it's the cold. <laughs> I had actually double bandana. So like the first day I tried to have the buff up a little bit just to kind of prevent some of that cold wheezy stuff. And then that first night I actually had two buffs over my nose and mouth, which it's tough to breathe like that, but I was really trying to kind of stay on top of it and prevent that, you know, the, the wheezy asthma kind of like, I don't have asthma. The only time I ever have an issue is when I'm running in the extreme cold like that. Um, so, and then they kept freezing, like, you know, you have to pull them down to drink and then they're frozen together and it was a whole thing, <laughs> but I can completely relate. My wife says the same thing. When I get back from a cold run, I get that, that wheeze, but I mean, for you being out there for almost two full days, I mean, I could imagine that that definitely started taking a toll. Yeah, it does. And it started early this time. Like I've had it happen at other races. Um, it, it's just it was concerning to me because the the longer I'm out there, the worse it's going to get. And then it's, you know, it's just really tough. It's tough to breathe, you know, yeah. so tough to run, but yeah. What's the craziest weather that you've run through? Ah, the worst weather. So, you know, um, it's funny because it's all perspective, right? You know, when you first start doing ultras, you know, you maybe have a bad weather day and it seems so awful. And then later it's like, well, that really wasn't that bad. But I would, I think uh, one of my first, it, I was pretty new to ultra running and it was um, the Hot Hot 100 in Kentucky. It was a little race and it was mainly um, relays. But then, but this year they did a solo division for the 100K. And I remember during, sometime during the middle of the day, just this huge storm blew in and it was thundering and lightning and pouring rain and the trails turned into creeks. And I remember being out there and I had poles and I'm thinking, okay. Like, what do you do with the poles when it's lightning? <laughs> and I saw one other runner and they're like, they're like, good luck. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you too. And then it was a, a bunch of 6.2 mile loops. So when I came back in, they had actually stopped the race because of the weather. But, you know, I was out in the middle of the trail. What are you going to do? You just kind of keep going. But I remember that was a bit, that was a bit scary, especially being kind of new to the the trail running. I had been more of just like a road marathon runner. So that was, that's kind of sticks out in my mind. And that's your, is that your only DNF? So, no. Um, so that one, it's, it was interesting. So for the solo division, I can't remember the time limit. I think it was maybe 16 hours or something. Um, and there were only eight of us that did the solo. And after the storm, I think I was the only one left. And he let me keep going out. I just didn't make the, so I did the miles. I just didn't make it in in time um, to be considered a, 
a finisher. So there was that. Um, and then Leadville 100, I put my name in for that before I'd ever even run a hundred miles <laughs> thinking it would take a few years to get in. And I got accepted and I'm like, oh no, you know, I, I didn't really want to get in yet. I don't know what I'm doing. And so I deferred a year and then, so I ran Burning River and then that was my second hundred. And I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't do hill repeat. I mean, I did hill repeats, but not real hill repeats. I had no idea what I was getting into. And so uh, the altitude crushed me. I got to Twin Lakes 10 minutes over the cutoff and was pulled. And so that was very sad. But, you know, it, you live and learn, right? Do you think some of that was elevation too? Or do you think it was just biting off more than you could chew? There were, a, there were a couple issues. One, my ultra math was really bad. I made it up to Hope Pass, like going out. And I thought I was a how, an hour ahead of my schedule. I don't know what I was doing in my head. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to take off my shoes and get the rocks out. And I kind of took my time. And then that year, I don't know if that was the first year where they had to add on a little, a few miles out to Winfield because of property owners. I don't know what the whole deal was. But I remember running out of water and realizing, looking at my watch going, oh, I'm in trouble. You know, I made it to the turnaround, going back up over Hope. Like, I just, I had to sit down a few times. I was so dizzy and I couldn't breathe. Just the altitude got me. And I was new to trails. Like the, you know, Hope, Leadville is very runnable, a lot of it. But that, um, like the Hope Pass area, like the technicality of it, like I was not very good at like going quickly downhill. Like, you know, all of those little things would have added up. I think if I... If they hadn't pulled me, I think I would have been able to finish, but you know, rules are rules. So, but yeah, I, you know, live and learn, right? That's what it's all about. Whoa, that scared me too. Got a quick lightning delay before we get back to the episode. And this is a great chance to hit that subscribe button, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting app. And that way you're notified when a new episode of Weathering the Run comes out, which is every other Wednesday morning. And maybe you know someone that this story could relate to. Share it with them. Maybe you got a great story yourself. Let me know about it. Weatheringtherun at gmail.com. Right now, back to the episode. For the Hot Hot 100, what was the biggest thing that you learned from that? Ah, uh, I don't know, honestly, that if you... <laughs> That if you're out in a lightning storm, you might not get struck by lightning. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, there was, I guess, in a different race, there was a Hellgate race where it was 32 degrees and it poured for probably 10 of the 16 hours I was out there. And waterproof, like for the Hot 100, it was summer, so it was fine. It didn't matter. But for Hellgate, it was probably right on 32 degrees and just torrential downpours, The you know, no lightning, but just tons of rain. And I remember having two jackets that I thought were waterproof. Well, neither one was. And I had gloves that I thought were waterproof. They were not. So, you know, testing your gear, maybe, you know, especially with rain, maybe put it on and jump in the shower and see how it does. So since then, I had some good advice of friends and I got a um, Arxterra jacket that, and, and the REI, like Gore-Tex mittens, those, those two things have been fabulous. So, you know, it doesn't matter if it's warm and it's rainy, but when it's that cold, oh, brutal. So I guess just, you know, check your gear, right? Make sure you've got something that is waterproof. Yeah. Um, when you just got done doing uh, the black toe run, was that another one where did you have that Arcteryx jacket for that? I did. So I actually had bought um, on some advice, a, a North Face jacket 
and it's thinner um and it seems to be pretty waterproof but i don't know what happened like after hours it just i was drenched so i did a full clothing change and i put on that the xterra jacket and oh my gosh or Arctera jacket and it it was good it like the water rolled right off and it was fantastic and i had the little mittens and you know like i don't mind it at all as long as you're semi dry and not you know totally frozen <laughs> what is your drive i mean obviously with these backyard ultras you go on for uh, some of the longest yards of any women out there and the the other races too i mean you're out in these really cold elements what's the drive what's your reason for just keep pushing through because you have an unbelievable drive with some of these longer races. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, it just depends on the race and some, you know, I'll admit I'm not always, you know, it's so much of it is in your head, right? You know, you've got to be in the right mind space and there have been plenty of times where I wasn't and I stopped before I should have, but I think especially with, you know, the longer races, you just, you just keep looking forward to the next, the next thing like the next stage station the next section of the course like you just it's, stopping isn't an option backyards it's a little trickier because it's always an option you know what i mean but the but like you know bigfoot 200 or some of the other ones it's just not even a consideration you know there are times where when during bigfoot i remember that first day it was 105 and we're climbing mount st helens and the sun's beating down and it's smoky and I'm huffing and puffing, and it's only probably six thousand. Like the the um, the altitude was probably only like six thousand. But I remember thinking, "Oh my gosh! Like I've got three, four days of this. I don't know if I've got it in me." But you know, you just put your head down and just keep grinding. And it 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 doesn't always get worse, right? Isn't that what we always say in the ultra world? It doesn't always get worse. And and you know, and it did get better, and I kind of acclimated, and it was good. But I think you know. If you do time out, it's one thing, but if you, but quitting is not an option. You know what I mean? For most of those, those longer races is, and to be grateful too. there's so many races. If you can go in with the right attitude and just be grateful and realize how lucky you are, you know, to be able to, to do these things, to be able to, to have the, you know, the body and the mind that will, that will do it. And just the support of other people that allow you to do, you know, just all of that. We're so incredibly lucky. I love that. Uh, the other thing too, is, I mean, I feel like you really assess the situation beforehand, having all of this gear on hand. Uh, you shared with me the picture from Barkley fall classic, which is a race down in frozen head. It's in October, but were you wearing yak tracks for that race? No, I think it just looked like it with the, the mud. That was another experience. It wasn't supposed to rain and, uh, but it did. And I don't, Honestly, I don't really remember it raining all that hard and it was warm enough that, you know, being cold wasn't an issue, but holy moly, like, um, what is it? Um, I could try to testicle spectacle and meth lab, like those hills. If you've ever seen video, like there's like, even in a dry day, people like sit on their butt and slide down. Oh, with the mud, you, I kept trying to stay on my feet. You just could not, you just sat on your butt and slid and you're sliding so fast. Like you're trying to not slide into other people. It was insane. And then climbing up rat shell, there's a rope, but I think you saw in the pictures, I had these massive like leather work gloves, not the right choice because they get soaked. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. 
you know, you're, there is a rope, but there's no traction. I remember going up there going, I might just be stuck on this hill the rest of my life because it's like one step up, a couple steps back. I don't know if Yak's tracks would have helped, I guess, maybe on some of those steeper climbs. Um, but I had the gaiters, I had the gloves. At one point, I had duct tape on my arms. Like I had long pants and long sleeves because I chose not to be like the thorny, scratched up briar person. <laughs> but the the duct tape actually eventually came off with the rain and stuff. But I was like joking that I had like my Wonder Woman outfit on with the the long sleeves and the duct tape. And <laughs> but that was it was it was brutal, but it was so much fun. I just was just dying laughing, you know, just, and you'd try to be on your feet and you just, you'd wipe out and you're falling, you're sliding. It's kind of crazy. I did see on ultra signup that you have signed up for the, uh, the Capitol backyard ultra. Is that, did you sign up for that after OBU? No, I was already signed up. Um, I've got a, I've got a number in my head. <laughs> That's probably not real realistic, but a number of yards I want to achieve and darn it. I just can't seem to get there, you know, just, I don't know. I'm going to keep trying a little longer and we'll see what happens. But that I did that race last year and it's wonderful. It's a wonderful race. The course is great. It it's yeah, I don't have to deal with the cold there, which is good. It does um it did get pretty hot last year, which I don't I don't typically mind the heat. You know, you just have to be really careful about staying on top of hydration and keeping cool. But so I was already signed up for that. Um so it, it we'll see what happens. <laughs> And you mentioned earlier the type of weather that you will not run in. Lightning is one of them. Anything else that you'll either back off or maybe do something indoors instead? Um, I, I would say if it's like really, really, really cold, like, you know, below minus 10 or something, I don't think I'd go out just because why, you know, like just with the lungs and whatever, it's probably not, it's probably not worth it. Um, and lightning, if it's a race, I'll keep going unless they, you know, tell us to stop, but but yeah, on a training run, I don't need, <laughs> it's not worth it. Uh, I'm particularly a gearhead. Always it's one specific type of gear can either really help make or break the day. If there's one piece of unique gear that you would recommend, what would it be? So I mentioned those gloves, the REI Gore-Tex mittens. Those are fantastic. Cause I've, I haven't found anything else that really will kind of like, if your, if your hands get cold, it's, it's no good. Mine, I don't have like the Renault syndrome, but I, but they tend to go numb. So those are a life changer as far as keeping your hands dry in that jacket. Oh, and in the winter, like I've got the X tracks, but I find like just, um, screws in your shoes, like old trail shoes with screws really work wonders on ice and that kind of thing. Awesome. Um, with, uh, the forecast coming up, I mean, like I said, I know I looked ahead that you're doing capital backyard and then you're also signed up for Tahoe. Uh, have you done Tahoe yet before? I have not. Okay. And hopefully this year it goes completely around the lake. I know last year was an out and back. Uh, with weather of those, I mean, heat could be a factor in those. What do you typically do different when it's a hot race or a hot run? Um, I guess just really hydration. Um, the, the lube is crucial, right? You know, just chafing and that kind of thing. That's You really have to stay on top of that. Um, and those are really the, you know, maybe an ice bandana or something like that. But I, the heat doesn't usually seem to bother me too terribly much, but, and, you know, making sure you're getting enough salt, you know, all those kind of basic things. Awesome. One final question that I like to ask everybody, if you had to pick three different characteristics for your run, whether it's roads, trails, mountains, just something for you to kind of, I guess, see while you're out there, what would you pick for the top three characteristics? So I love the trails. Um, trails are 
definitely my favorite love the mountains and there's nothing like running through like a pine forest with just the smell of the pines the pine needles all that kind of stuff maybe even along an ocean or something that just that would be a dream yeah pine's one of my favorite it's it's soft with the needles on the ground and it's really quiet for some yeah. reason when you're running through pine trees yep yep yeah for sure um so for anybody that's wants to follow you or if if you're uh interested in that do you have any social media accounts or anything that you'd like to plug or any sponsors no sponsors and i'm on facebook jennifer kaiser russo but that's about it i don't i'm not a not as plugged in as maybe i should be that's i mean that's that's nothing wrong with that at all especially in today's day and age so i can't thank you enough for coming on so much and uh i know you guys have the uh, vernal equinox coming up this weekend looking yeah. like it's going to be yeah. rainy um when i did that that was my first 100 miles that i achieved was when i ran the inaugural one what was that two or three years ago now so you didn't do the virtual one right you did the one at the farm correct correct i did the one yeah, yeah down in batavia Oh, two years ago. Yes. Yeah. You did great. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask is with it looking like it's going to be wet leading up to it, we were really lucky that it was dry the first 18 hours for the 24 hour event. Right. Are you, what as a race director, do you kind of think about or plan ahead when you have a situation like that? Is there anything that you can do to help, help the runners out, achieve some big PRs? So the, for the most part, even when it rains, the course is like three fourths of the course is pretty good, but there, as you know, back on the trails, there's an area, there's some areas where it does get pretty sloppy. Um, so we're just going to keep it on it. The, the, the first year I did, um, I had a whole bunch of peat moss that I was putting down, trying to kind of soak up some of the water. I don't know how much it helped. Um, but you know, we're trail runners. We're just going to get <laughs> muddy and dirty and you're that, that section may get slower is, you know, if it does get real muddy, but then, um, you know, you can make up time in the other sections. So we'll just do our best to try and, you know, see if we can doctor that area up a little bit. I can definitely test it played a huge factor because instead of making it slippery during the day, it was kind of tacky. But mm -hmm. once that, once those storms hit at night, I mean, it was just, at that point, it was just kind of a fun, sloppy mess to kind of trudge through. Yeah, there's really only so much you can do, right? Because I was trying so hard to make the trails all perfect. And then, you know, Mother Nature came in and... <laughs> the joke was on me right <laughs> no that was good i appreciate it It was a lot of fun and hopefully uh i'm working both saturday sunday this weekend so i couldn't jump in the race however i plan on trying to come down i know several people that are doing the 48 oh, 24 hours so looking forward to it oh good jennifer can't thank you enough so much for joining us on here today and uh hopefully i'll see you out there on the trail soon that sounds great thanks so much Thanks again to you, the listener, listening to Weathering the Run podcast and Jennifer Russo joining us. Man, she does not back down from a challenge. Uh, for you, if you have 60 seconds to spare, please leave a review. It helps so much for a podcast starting to grow. And I'm really excited for the next episode. We're talking with someone who was running a race where they were taking racers, runners off the course by helicopter and some of them ending up in the hospital. That's going to be coming up in the next episode. See you on the trail.